0: Here we go. Hello, uh, I've got you on mute. Let me get you off mute. Unmute. There we go. How's it going?
1: Uh, it's going all right. How are you?
0: Very well, thank you. Good, good, good. good. So, what's the what's the plan?
1: Right. Um, the plan is to change my backdrop to this, <laughs> <laughs> and if I can remember how. Are you able to do shared screening on this at all? Um,
0: I think yeah. I could.
1: Yeah. uh uh-huh. okay. it. Well, a bit of there's a bit of music that I put in which is multiple. In hindsight, it's a callback to a show we did in 2017 that almost no one's going to get apart from two people. But it's participant
0: share at a time. All participants. Yeah.
1: Try try now. There we go. This is ten minutes long. Sorry. Then, uh, I'll just mute myself and leave it up to you. Then. Yeah, if we just go with that, and then just once the music finishes, um, I'll just go in. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll I'll let people in now then. All right. Yeah. It's all good. I'm just gonna put in a rubber and face masks so it looks like his face is floating in the corner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay well done. well done To the poetry identity Ooh Welcome to episode 2 of the Poetry I Indeed podcast with Andrew Blair. Whoa! Whoa. Sponsored by Speculative Books, this is me speaking. I'm Sam Small. I'm Jack McMillan. This is the greatest poetry podcast... That we've ever that done. we've ever made. <laughs> and fucking I'm confident in saying that. Yeah, I, I've never seen a poetry podcast that we've made that's I've been any I've never seen a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew... Uh, put out a book with us uh, this year that's all based on Robert Pattinson. 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 Pat Pat Pattinson. Pattinson. That. Pattinson. Rabnat Pattinson. Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> Rab <not> Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so his poetry book was based all around Robert Pattinson. Uh, I think that was just a kind of like vehicle to explore some crazy and fun ideas, but. W- By gosh, did he fucking explore those ideas. (laughs) Yeah, his book is wild. Are you going to play the spoons? Yeah. If you want to support our podcast, you can do so by subscribing to Speculative Books. We send out a new book every month. If you want to find out more about that, you can go to www.specbooks.net and we post to your door using the Royal Mail, a book. Whoa. Isn't that incredible? Has the Royal Mail always been able to do that? Yeah, man. <laughs> you, can li- you can literally send anything. <laughs> yeah. And we choose books. And we choose books. That's, that's, fucking, that's our karma that we're fucking upset in the universe with. Do you know what I mean? Just trying to fucking make some fucking, some of those. Whoa. How did you do that? Is that some kind of, I feel in such harmony with that. For yeah, some but that's what the Royal Mail is all about. And you get, they just <laughs> arrive through the post and you get them through your door. Um, if you have a post box, that's, that's where they end up. Um, And you go to www.speculativebooks.net Forward slash subscribe Big shout outs to all our subscribers That are already listening Um, If you want to try it out, if you want to subscribe We have a range of plans available on our website Which is www.speculativebooks.net Forward slash subscribe Subscribe Poetry at Indie Podcast (laughs) <laughs> you you know what you're really good at man being so close <laughs> <laughs>
1: Seemed like a really good idea last night, and I stand by it. So, uh, thank you all for coming to uh, to this launch of the RPATS Facts 2020. Um, I'm just gonna, going to read uh, quite a lot of poems from the pamphlet in order, and then afterwards there'll be a week Q&A, that's about it, really. Hope you enjoy it. Um, I've been writing these on and off since about 2008, back when we were all happy. Actually, thinking about it, what's happened in 2000? Do you know what? It's not the really, it's not really part of the whole launch event. Whether I was happy in 2008. Let's just read some poems. Uh, this is the first poem in the collection. It is got good work. Being happy now, Colin. That's not what the poem's called. That was just me reacting to something that happened on Zoom. This also isn't what the poem's called. The first poem in the collection is called Origin Story. Paleolithically, the hunter strives to be archetypal, pragmatic but spiritual beyond mere survival, all beneath the divine edifice closer than the teeming vitality of an ineffable, distant, enveloping sky. Circa 2009, the booksellers' subtle traps lie empty. Their prey gladly approach the glossy pyramid, the face-out shelves, the matte black edifice of towering incomprehension, lightly discounted. They buy new moon on three for two, even though they own a copy for the poster, the poster, and the poster alone and we mocked own-brand personal heroine, and he mocked own-brand personal heroine. The sky grew dull in Neolithic times, a father figure to new pantheons. These, though, failed to linger, and in turn the wheel proved a solid design. Mark E. Smith's shining time was almost at an end. The hunter is never alone, alongside the shaman's journey, not to embody, but to transcend flesh in contacting the gods in the firmament forever. A hero's journey is one of rebirth and death." Thank you. Uh, This is the second poem in the collection. It's called Origin Story. When Robert Pattinson was five, alive, Drinking a um, bongo by the window, he stopped, he paused. The straw fell from his mouth with the shout, that, that, that's the moon. He seemed disappointed by the news. His parents asked, why did Robert Pattinson not know that that was the moon? And Robert Pattinson said, I thought it was the boulder from Sisyphus's hill. I thought it was my thought trapped In a bubble, the last button holding everything together, the first wheel gradually getting bigger. I thought it was where everything went in the end. I thought it wasn't as simple as that. Robert Pattinson's parents replied in unison, at a subatomic level, there are not seven stories. Uh, This next piece is called... Uh, Robert Pattinson's career advisory test results presented verbatim and I've never read it sat down before who knows what difference that will make Clear Robert having discussed with you at length Your hopes and dreams, having assessed your aptitudes and failings, your strengths and dominion, we have decided you, Robert Pattinson, you will be someone who designs security shutters for small independent high street retailers. You will throw yourself into the work and eventually win an award for innovation in 2020. You will meet Isabel in 2016 at an industry conference and whatever it is, you will hit it, sever it quite, quite off. The hotel room will have mottled wallpaper in pale green and orangey hues that you will focus intensely on when trying to delay orgasm. They look like a test for colour blindness. You will later be tested for colour blindness. You will not be colour blind, but the testing process will make you largely horny. You will be married in the old church in her hometown where her parents were married. Your speech about her grand leaves people in tears, but in a good way. Like, how toilet paper is good, like that, but with pathos. She works at an owl sanctuary. You've never seen Alan Partridge by this point, so for a while people make jokes and you don't get it. And if you're honest, you never really get Alan Partridge. You just think it's a shame. Your first child is a girl, and Isabel thinks she should be called Lynn, and then you realise that this is another Alan Partridge reference, but by then, it's too late. You will meet Sandy in 2021 at an industry conference and become deeply aware of how she reminds you of Isabel without the baby, and the references that are beyond you and the things you don't want to call baggage but are unable to find a different word for that conveys a benign version of the same meaning but mainly it's the baby which is pulling focus in the patents household somewhat so when you meet sandy in 2021 at an industry conference you will be tempted to let history repeat itself but you will not despite the shared glance that confirms you both know there is want there is want when you return home and postpone Confession for a better time until you realise a better time will never be a good one and after the better time Isabel will not say anything for about 78 seconds her teeth will be gritted so firmly as to seem fixed in place forever then she will get up and leave the house, you will hear the car start, hear the slow, rising whine of a motor as Isabel carefully three-point turns out of the drive in contrast to your swift and confident exit. She will return half an hour later and sleep in Lynn's room that night. The next morning, she will not mention it and gradually you return to something resembling your normal lives, the sword hanging over your heads, gradually withdrawing until the day you realize it was another example of something pulling focus. In 2022, the Shutter Zoo design that won an award for innovation will be discovered to have a significant design Floor that allows them to be raised manually from the outside. Every single one has to be reinstalled at significant cost. The company is sued by the businesses who have their properties broken into. You will be moved sideways, Robert Pattinson, so the company is seen to be doing something and then quietly fired in 2025. Your attempt to reinvent yourself as a consultant will be short-lived. You and your family will move to a smaller house and have no more children, partly for budgetary reasons. Your attempts to receive benefits fail as Isabel is earning over £18,000 per annum at the Owl Sanctuary, topped up by your occasional freelance work. you resist te- attempts by your and Isabel's parents to give you financial support after nothing more than pride in 2030, you will give up. You will not try to get a job in the field of design work any longer. You will try to gain some other means of income. In 2031, you will get a weekend job at a garden centre. In 2031, you will get a full-time job at a garden centre. They like you there. You work hard to swiftly gain product knowledge. In 2032, you will feel relaxed for the first time in seven years. You and Isabel will be okay by then. Not great, just okay. Lynn has started attending a public school as your parents insisted and offered to pay for it. In 2039, you will downsize to a small village near the garden centre you now manage. You will gain a reputation after deciding to volunteer at a local life drawing class. You could have been a model, Robert Pattinson, people will say. Isabel doesn't seem to mind. Lynn is slightly embarrassed when she brings friends back from university, and some of them kind of fancy you, especially after hearing about the life drawing thing. You will overhear Lynn and Isabel arguing about whether or not they can trust you shortly after this. Lynn does not bring back any friends from university again. In 2044, the garden centre's owners will announce they are looking to sell up. In 2045, they write to inform you that your garden centre will need to hit certain levels of profit to remain open. In 2046, Robert Pattinson, you will have a heart attack in the garden centre and you will die in hospital after a second attack. Isabel will be with you, but not Lynn. Lynn will have moved to Australia by then with her partner. Isabel will be crying and your last moments will be full of doubt as to whether she is crying for your ebbing or for the years she has wasted on you, a man she could never fully trust. Your last words will be an apology and Isabel will grab your wrist and attempt to smile. Your last emotional experience uh, will be one of profound relief. Your last thought is that you killed yourself that day in the hotel with Sandy, even if nothing happened, but you will die before you can feel anything about this thought. You will be cremated. At the funeral, someone will be wearing a black jacket with Castrol GTX logo on the back. Or you can get a job as a postman. thats I think that's the longest one. Um, this next poem is called I Used to Believe Anything Was Possible. The train is late and time is empty. My girlfriend asks me if I am ready for the next stage. I tell her it does not matter to me. Either way, all I will do is react to circumstances. I text the confirmation. The train passes through pitch black, unlit countryside and all I can see out there is another carriage in tilted reflection. When the void ceases to be comfortable, You'll see me scrabbling at the glass. Uh, This next poem is called uh, The Poet is Banking on You Having a very specific interpretation of this poem and not to put pressure on you or anything if you don't get this one the whole book doesn't work. Like the whole thing's fucked. The god of Genesis created everything, absolutely everything, in six days. Then had a wee rest. Marduk, in the polytheism of Babylonia, with the divine wind in the reign of Hammurabi, did battle against powerful gods, defeated an uprising. Only then was he able to bring the world into being. Uranus... Father Sky, son and love of Gaia, castrated by his offspring Cronus, crossed between Quason and a Patronus, became your very living arsehole. Robert Pattinson thinks nothing of them. Uh, This next one is the first Robert Pattinson film I ever wrote. Um, I mentioned this in the book. Um, The whole thing Robert Pattinson started because working part-time as Christmas and Waterstones uh, after Twilight came out, we found a little stocking filler mini bio of Robert Pattinson and it was quite boring. So we started making up things about him to make him seem more interesting. And this is where that came from. Um, And it turns out Robert Pattinson was also doing that at the same just in interviews uh he was just making stuff up about himself to feel more interesting as well so that's nice to know um he's slightly better at it than me but this is still decent um some people would say this is just a string of punch lines uh rather than a poem but here's a cunning thing anyone who's an aspiring poet you can read anything at a poetry night and technically it counts as poetry i don't make the rules that's just how it works this is called the R-Pats facts. Robert Pattinson wasn't always the millionaire superstar he is today. He grew up in an upper middle class family, just like everyone else. Robert Pattinson's first words were, in fact, good grief, I'm Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson will never go to Scarborough. He refuses to enter somewhere named in celebration of the evil that killed Mufasa, Robert Pattinson did not go to the funeral for his friend and not told him he was mortal. Robert Pattinson does not trust cheese. Sometimes it has holes in it. Sometimes it does not. If people were like that, what would you say, he says. Robert Pattinson's secret to create sex is to stick googly eyes onto his erogenous zones, to dance naked, to breathe by the prodigy. Robert Pattinson's first wet dream, himself as a tiny mountaineer ascending abreast. Robert Pattinson reads all slash fiction involving him and rates it out of 10. So far only one has got 10 and it was written by Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson writes his diaries on the surface of a lake. Whenever he gets in a bath or a shower, Robert Pattinson always says to himself, oh look Robert, you're all wet. Robert Pattinson reads The Guardian to stay in touch with the common man. Robert Pattinson thinks Alan Moore can't be that clever if he has to stipulate that V is for vendetta. Robert Pattinson sometimes wonders if there's not more to life than quoting Zoolander at parties to prove how down-to-earth he is. Robert Pattinson has hopes, comma, dreams. If left alone in a room by himself for too long, Robert Pattinson becomes moths. Robert Pattinson scoffs at the notion you are what you eat, for he is Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson puts French fancies on his nipples and says things like, Ooh, I like what Chris Chibnall's doing with Doctor Who. Robert Pattinson owns eight pets, all of which are called Robert Pattinson. He says this makes it easier to call him in for dinner, but really, it's because he gets a perverse delight from shouting his own name at the naughty Labrador. Robert Pattinson's mind sometimes plays tricks on him. Once, it sellotaped his bum shut. Robert Pattinson knows how to say, where is the bullet train in Japanese, but not when to say it. Robert Pattinson names his cobwebs. Robert Pattinson collects belfries. Robert Pattinson's pub quiz team name is Robert Pattinson's pub quiz team name. Robert Pattinson is very upset. He has lost his bag for life. Robert Pattinson's favourite Argos catalogue is, without a doubt, Winter 1991. Robert Pattinson bathes in Calypso meltwater. Robert Pattinson foresees a time when all communication is reduced to the words Robert and Pattinson, as in the popular phrase Robert Pattinson. He feels that all other words are unnecessary, that all other ideas are unnecessary within these two words, nuance sufficient to sustain a civilization in the streets muffled by bulkport face masks. <laughs> (laughs) In the sea's litter-picking across coral fossils. In the skies, from windows of sheltered domes of accommodation, our children, they will sing. Robert Pattinson, the concept lingers, lives in the hope of becoming, despite his success, a symbol lacking complexity. Simple from sleepless floors. Shorn, purified and free. Purified and free. shorn from sleepless floors simple lacking complexity a symbol despite his success lives in the hope of becoming the concept lingers robert pattinson in conclusion Robert Pattinson never asked to be made with such limited purpose. There is nothing he can do on this earth but damage. When Robert Pattinson looks at a gun, he thinks we are the same. Robert Pattinson believes Western civilization is fine if you just turn your brain off, if you don't think about it. It wasn't made for critics, he says. Robert Pattinson is in bed, bath, and beyond looking for existential revelations. Robert Pattinson lost a loved one and the pain grew so great he had someone cut it out of his heart. He was surprised at how small it was. Robert Pattinson hates it when poets do rule of three, than abrupt pathos. He hates it when his name doesn't belong to him, when it becomes white noise. He sees bodies and bodies and some of his bodies. He sees dead people all the time. They pour sand through their fingers in response. Another sunrise. Another rainy day. The trousers Robert Pattinson was wearing the night the star fell are in the wash. Robert Pattinson sees his old diaries in the rainfall. He almost doesn't notice the piece of his hearth in them because, specifically, it's so small. The droplets push it down pane and brickwork, sedan to its aristocrat, flowing across paved front lawns to the lake. Robert Pattinson finds himself, awe in hand, coracle bearing down, following it through valley and rapid and fall, pianist hands caressing the waves into calmness till the surface mirrors the heavens. There is the fallen star, there is the peace of his heart, there is infinity and it is his alone to witness. As he reaches into the meniscus, it does not break instead robert pattinson becomes part of infinity robert pattinson reaches through nothing and yet everything and yet collects his heart and a star in one cupped hand he fuses them together with a flick of his mind he sends them into space more by luck than design he travels home by train robert pattinson knows he will live on in hearts and minds because not only is he loved but Also, there are several million branded products bearing his likeness and name. Robert Pattinson sees dead people all the time, but books only end if you let them. Keep warm, Robert Pattinson will become still. Robert Pattinson will become fuel. You will never see the light disappear from his eyes. Uh, this is the last poem in the pamphlet. It's called Origin Story. Up we come, Robert. Hugs, hugs. Now we say, Good night, drawers. Good night, books and shelves. Good night, curtains and radiator. Good night, couch and cushions. Good night, night sky. Now we turn the light off and say, Good night, light. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, that's it. I've read all the poems I'm going to read now.
0: Are you going to play the spins? Oh, yeah. <laughs>